0: Starts, yeah,
1: yeah, cool. So tell, and then tell I tell you guys a... about my sweet ass shadow person encounters last night. Ooh, oh, really? Holy shit. Yo, yeah.
2: That trumps my fucking news. God damn it, dude. Oh, no, <laughs> I mean, Fuck the defeat in shame. He just, it's, I'm like, I'm, oh,
1: I think it was more DTs than anything <laughs> else. Don't add night. the DTs onto the story. Just I mean, you, you don't have to be that honest.
2: Yeah, you don't have to be. You don't well, have to paint a picture, but I don't <laughs> even know what
0: a DT is. Story in the news today. You believe in
1: ghosts and the paranormal?
0: Now, are they are they
1: UFOs, or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't uh, know. That they're...
2: And police in Espanola are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome everybody to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Josh. So uh, boys, I don't know if you know this or not, but this is episode four of season three, which brings us around to the infamous... Anybody care? Snooze. Uh, the snooze. Yeah, the that's snooze? Right. The snoods, Send oh. us snoods. <laughs> I kind of miss them, to be honest with you. You know, they're always fun to do. Nudes? Well, yeah. Well, those snooze. two. You know, yeah. N- news episodes, know. you mean? <laughs> the snooze. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, um, it's kind of cool. So for those of you who may be new listeners, um, once a month we try to do a uh, snooze news episode. And it's basically just uh, for TN News. Anything weird out there. Um, I will say it's weird how it comes in patterns, because there's times when the shit's just hitting the proverbial fan, and there's tons. And then there's times where I'm having a problem looking for something strange. Yeah. I don't know if you guys feel the same way about it. You know, yeah. You know. Yeah,
0: sometimes I find like there's way too much to, to, to go process. over. Yeah, and then other times I'm just like scraping for stories.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I don't think we're scraping this time. I think we got some pretty no, good ones going on. We got some good on. stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, 2020, there's some weird shit happening amongst the world and, uh, you know, we're going to cover some of that. Um, but we're going to go from there. Did, I think there was something that you wanted to talk about before oh, we kick too much I off? did I want to talk about it? I don't know if you want to share your feelings. I would like, I just I would like to, to give hear you, the story. I kind of want to
1: hear it. Oh, uh, I was seeing a lot of weird shit last night, <laughs> just like, uh, you know, shadow I wouldn't say people, but like blobs and shit. It was fun.
2: Yeah, <laughs> how long did this go on for? As I uh, laugh, out loud.
1: Most of it probably started like around three or four in the morning, and I would just wake up periodically. And I mean, I'm not putting too too much stock in it because I would wake up and look over at the wall, and it and there would be like blackness that looked like it was moving between me and my bedside lamp and shit Mm. but i see stuff like that all the time and i think it might just be waking up in the middle of the night you know you've got
2: something with your house anyway kind of so or possibly i don't know how to release it or not um
1: i don't know so much that it's my house i think it might just be me because this is something that's happened to me pretty much for as long as i can remember oh really yeah so sometimes it feels a lot more like sleep paralysis and that kind of like Easily explainable stuff. Sometimes it feels like something really, really fucking real. And like, yeah. And sometimes I just look at it. Like last night, I was just like, I don't fucking have time for this. (laughs) You had to go to work this morning. That's just cutting into your. Yeah. I know. It just numbs you out completely. I was also having like super weird dreams too. So when I'd wake up and see weird shit, I was like, am I even awake? Because they were the kind of dreams that are super real. Like I dreamt that I was awake a bunch of times. Like, Yeah. I dreamt that uh, me and the old lady got into an argument and that I went out in the living room and she'd busted up all the furniture. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. damn, dude. Yeah, last night There's was that. weird. Yeah, there were no real fights. All the furniture <laughs> is fine.
2: Oh, man. That's good.
1: But, yeah, but I don't know. It's weird. Like, I see stuff moving at night all the time.
2: Like, I thought you were going to say I see dead people. No, That's what I was mm, thinking.
1: Yeah, no. right. Like most of the time, it I feel like it's nothing, but every once in a while, it's like, like a yeah, trick that's of the
2: eye, fucking
0: or,
1: weird. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, you know the thing is, you're half asleep too, so what you're seeing may or may not be there. But but if this has been continuing, and that's a pro- well, like I was telling you guys earlier, you know, you may or may not know. Three o'clock, it never fails. Three o'clock on the fucking dot, almost every single morning, I'm waking up. And, uh, you know, they say that's what switch an hour. I don't know if that's the case necessarily or not. You said it was a processing thing. I don't know. Maybe it yeah, is. Yeah, that's when no your
1: body's getting ready to wake you up in a couple hours to take a pee. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's that.
2: So we all have weird stuff. I don't know. What about you, Icon John? You got anything weird?
0: I generally sleep like a baby. And God, you're a such an asshole. <laughs> Jesus,
2: dude.
0: Uh, wake up at about 10, 10.30 every morning. Crack a noon. Yeah, I Get a solid seven, eight hours every day. I'm I hate you jealous. so much.
2: <laughs> if I get four hours at a at a fucking solid time, I'm just I'm tickle pink.
1: Uh, there's no way yeah. I could operate on four hours. Of sleep. Uh, I've been that way forever. I so. shoot for seven or eight, and usually end up with about six. Yeah. Just dragging I, ass. I, all I can morning. do I can
0: do six, but nothing less than six.
2: Look at you laying the,
1: these are the fucking rules, man, <laughs> hey man. if I can't do. <laughs> I know my body. That shit's funny. I'm fucking calling into work if I get less than six. <laughs> hey, I'm tired. And then they're just like, so?
2: Oh my God. Too cool. Um, well, anyway, so yeah, we all have our woes, I suppose. Um, I actually have a quick announcement. Well, you know what? I might not announce uh, No, I'm going to announce it. I have been toying with something forever and I started it. Not going to be done with it probably till like the end of 2020 at the rate I'm going, along with all this other podcast stuff. Um, and I've started and stopped like three at least. I'm writing a book. You're writing a book? I said huh? I'm going to do it. Why not? You wow. know, want to go
1: down that road? Starting a new one. Or are you finishing one of the ones you
2: started? Uh, This will have some of some of the ones that I started in the past, uh, but mainly the body of it's new for the most part. I already got a name for it, thanks to my wife.
0: I was going to say, do you have a working title? I do. Are you comfortable releasing that yet, or are you going to keep that a secret for
2: I'm going to keep it a secret for a little bit, but maybe here in a few episodes I'll release it. I got a book outline going on. We'll see. I just, you know, I always contemplate, my life and the strange shit I've seen, I'm like, you know what? This could be a book. Will it be
0: more autobiographical? Memorable? I think so. That's not a word. Autobiography. I knew what you were saying all along, man. Biographical. Autobiographical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah.
2: We'll get there. Get there. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I So hopefully, you know, it'll be something worthwhile. Like, like I said, you know, I, I've written short stories, things like that. I just never really compiled anything. And I, I think, you know what? At this I'm, I got to do something with my life other than this, Christ, right? It's got to be more. So we'll give it a shot. And as much as we read, hopefully, you know, I'll uh, kind of weave it to you guys and see what you think as I go along. And, you know, if we have time, by maybe, all means, you know, maybe, maybe, it
1: and, maybe we can have you on as a guest. <laughs> wouldn't that be? <laughs> Break down the fourth wall. <laughs> the
2: co-host, plus a co-host, plus <laughs> crazy shit. Well, congrats. <clears throat> That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens. It'll be a slow process, but I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. Kind of stoked. You know, um, so I will say, I'm going to go ahead and start this news if that's okay with you guys. Absolutely. Uh, I got a couple uh, real quick things. I'm kind of the movie show guy because it, it just amazed me with some of the stuff's out there and we kind of want to let you guys know the same thing. Um, so there are some things going on that are new to the big screen and one of them I stumbled on like two days ago and I had no clue and it seems like Netflix is just like releasing things right and left. Yeah, it's impossible to keep up. Oh, God. God. I mean, you can't even. Yeah, it's crazy. So you know, you see this title, and you're like, oh, Jesus, there's another one coming out there. So this one is kind of cool, and it's got my interest. Um, It's called October Faction. And so it actually was dropped on the 23rd of January. And it is a quick synopsis. It is a mix between uh, a monster hunter family and family drama. A little bit of everything. Mm. Nice.
0: I think I skimmed past this today, actually. I saw Yeah.
2: Yeah, the clips look cool. Uh, maybe a little bit light in the monster. I I don't know, but maybe even the drama side of it. You know, it's got the high school kids. It's got the mom and dad involved, and then they kind of intermix. Evidently, they've been doing this for centuries and centuries or whatever in their family lineage. But it was interesting. Um, I'm Movie gonna be a series, shot. huh? Movie or series? It's a series. Oh, okay, yep. that's cool. So. You know, we'll yeah, I check don't it out.
1: trust the Netflix original movies. They're always like really good
2: until the third act, and then it's like they don't know how to end it, so it just oh, gets thank
1: you. fucking weird and I'm shit. I'm glad you
2: said that, because I thought I was the only one. Well, it's like Dracula, for example. I don't know if you guys checked that one out. Yeah, I did. Did you watch the whole thing? Of course. What did you think about the whole thing? <sighs> I mean, not to put you on the spot, but I'm kind of curious.
0: I liked it. I thought it was entertaining, for sure. Um, I thought the ending was... A little weird, like they kind of like ran out of time and they're like, all right, we just got to wrap, wrap it up, up real quick. Yeah, exactly. Which I feel like they could have done. uh, like, the like Bird Box? 10 episodes. Ugh, yeah.
2: That fucking horror show.
0: That could have had like 10 episodes, but they had to like wrap it up so quick and then.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. One was great. It's like, oh, this is a fresh new take. Two was like, I like the road they're going down. This is interesting. And then three was like, what's going on? Like, it was just, it was weird. I
0: don't know. It was weird. It was a good show. I mean, I would definitely recommend watching it to anybody. Have you
2: guys
1: tossed a coin to your Witcher yet? Uh,
2: I'm on two, almost three episodes of that. It's good. Uh, It's just, you got to get used to the flashbacks of the things going on in the show. The
1: timeline is purposefully faulty. It starts making a lot
2: more sense after episode four. Yes, that's that's where I'm at. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, For a
1: while, you're
0: just like, wait, what? And then the all of a sudden, you're like, oh, these are all yeah. different timelines. Yeah.
2: And then once that
1: happens, you're like, okay, cool. Like right. I, I was super annoyed by that because I thought that that was maybe what was happening. And I was like, if that's what's happening, that's super stupid. And then when I found out I was right, I was like, I was fucking right. This is the best. This is coolest <laughs> movie trick ever. So No,
2: it's pretty good. It's not too bad.
1: I just finished uh, Expedition Bigfoot today.
2: Oh, the whole thing? Oh. I've still
0: got like three sitting there.
2: That's interesting. It's pretty cool. Um, it's
0: definitely, they do a lot of like TV stuff and I watched it kind of with a skeptical eye. As one does. Um, but I enjoyed it and they did get some pretty interesting
1: stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just check it out. Um, I've been watching that Contact series that came oh, yeah. out last year on uh, contact Geo or Discovery or something like I that. Oh, that. I, think oh, on, I think I heard like, about Discovery that. Discovery Science yeah, Channel. It's got uh, Mike Cole? I, I can't i can't remember I some, the muscly military yeah man. yeah that he was like a intelligence operative for the cia and the dia and fucking everybody i am an fbi agent and some computer genius and yeah a bunch of field expedition teams and it's entertaining um especially like they keep running into things that like if you've been looking into the phenomenon at all, you're yeah. like this is day one shit, dweeb. Yeah, <laughs> but they keep running into into it, and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, they they make those
0: TV shows for people that like don't. Yeah, right. Spend their lives right. paying attention. Yeah, to exactly. all this stuff. And yeah, they got to make it layman do certain. And that's point.
2: why
1: all of them cover basically all the same shit yeah kind of right? like unidentified but, it's like yeah. yeah i know all this stuff like can we talk
0: about something else yeah
1: yeah can we get yeah. deeper into this please Like, who cares about the noobs
0: like
2: yeah come on yeah have you seen lost in the wild that's another one travel channel i don't know if you guys check no. that one out that's pretty good it threw me off because of the title um but once you kind of get past the title and figure out what they're doing um give that a shot that right. that's interesting. Um, there's actually another thing too. There's a movie, and this is one of my favorite. I'm just a I'm a fucking old fashioned horror movie buff. Um, those of you who may know the original, The Thing, what back in fifty, yeah, I've seen it seven, right, or something like that. Yeah, it's black and white. If I remember, black and white. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You scared the hell out of my mom and dad, and then they ran it for me when I was like sixteen and made me watch it. I'm like, well, this is fucking dumb. And they're like, well, yeah, it is. It wasn't when we were your age, but it's really stupid now.
1: No, I went through, a like, I don't know why because I actually fucking hate horror movies, but I went through a phase when I was in my, like, late teens where I loved all the super old ones like that and, like, the blah. They're so and- good. Some of the old ones. Yeah.
2: Well, then they remade it again. They made it in '84. John Carpenter, baby. Um, Yep. Kurt Russell, Wilfrid Brimley, of all people. You know Uh, that one is actually very good. It's really good. I like how they do that. Well, here we go again. So, welcome to remix. Um, But I'm excited about this one because uh, Blumhouse is behind this one, and they are developing a new version of the thing, and they're actually going to take it off the actual long lost novel. That the whole thing was originally based off of. Oh, cool! What did you so, think
1: about the remake that came out like
2: two years ago? Ah, I wasn't too tickle pink on that one. It was okay. What, lo- who was in that? Lawrence Fishburne, right? I don't know. I, I, you know. I saw it once yeah, in passing. I, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I remembered like realizing what it was and being like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." See, then, I, I like the Kurt Russell one better just because they. I mean, they that was good. That was it was great how um, they laid it out. The so.
1: visual effects obviously were way better in the newer one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw the Kurt Russell John Carpenter one at a tender
2: age. I think you want to just leave it at there? Don't, yeah. don't add on to that. Well, what's cool? So uh, John Carpenter's a thing. Actually, I was wrong. I apologize. The original one came out in '51, wasn't '57. Um, and then this actual is based off a novel that was in Astounding Science Fiction in 1938, and that's what they're going to try to base this off of. So, eh, kind of exciting, I think. Cool. So anyway, um, that's kind of movie and show news. Unless you guys got any follow-ups and we can get into like no, news newsies. I
0: think we should get into the
2: cool stuff.
0: All right. Thanks, ass. No, no. I mean, you know
1: what I mean. <laughs> no, I mean, there's there's yeah, a right. bunch like that. Contact show is fun and they do talk about a little less publicized kind of stuff. The episode that I'm about to watch later is going to be about human mutilation. So I'm excited oh, about God damn. that. Because mm. I'm a morbid, I guess. <laughs> Don't say that out loud. Um, oh, wait, you did. But, uh, yeah, I, I think all the shows we just talked about are great.
2: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Check them out. Cool. Awesome. Um, when do you guys kick off? We'll go from there.
0: I thought you were going to kick off.
2: I can or do was, the first news Or was episode. that your kickoff? Well, that was kind of my kickoff. But, uh, no, I can go ahead and throw this one out there because it is interesting. Not too sure. Stumble on this here about three four days ago. Yeah. Um, This is from the Pittsburgh police. I quote, keep your door shut. Pittsburgh police urge residents to call 911 if they hear recording of baby crying or child asking for help. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I stumbled across this. Did you hear about this one? No. Tell me. Yeah, so um, Pittsburgh police are warning residents on the south side to stay indoors and call 911 if they hear recordings that sound like a baby crying or a child asking for help outside their homes. It has been running rampant, evidently. Uh, Reporter Royce Jones of KDKA-TV has been following the story and took to Twitter on Friday saying, if you heard a baby crying, da-da-da-da-da, what do you do? Um, And evidently it's some kind of a weird epidemic and people are opening the door. There's nothing there. And it's all along this area of the South side for some reason. Is it just to fuck with people or are there like home invasions
1: that follow? And they haven't, they like, haven't decided they haven't yet. Caught any, they haven't caught anybody. Right. There's zero suspects. Cause um, I mean, just fucking with people like that would be kind of fun. Yeah. Well, it's kind of weird.
2: there's no but still,
0: there's like a sorority house that's terrified and they're like walking each other to cars and getting dropped back off and
2: yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, let me see. The Daily Mail reported that locals chimed in on Twitter who also reported hearing the sounds with one person claiming my husband heard this on three separate spread out occasions, uh, the last being over the summer, adding it was a girl's voice in the distance saying, help me. He was outside with her dogs twice late at night, once in the middle of the day. Um, and again, yeah, this is going rampant. at the sorority house you mentioned, and nobody knows where it's coming from.
1: So they're not like trying to find the, sound, the source of the voice and whether it be a recording or not. To, I mean, they have no idea if it's not recording, recording or, or if yeah, somebody's, no. I, I just would imagine if you thought someone was calling for help, you would kind of want. Well, it. they have, there's been people Maybe that uh,
2: according to the article, know, yeah. they've been kind of investigating or looking or asking who's out there. And there is nothing. There's no bodies. There's nobody running away. There's nobody that they can see in the shadows. Nobody answers when they're like, "Who? who's out there. Yeah. Right. Like Scooby-Doo all <laughs> over again. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, we'll keep posted and see what that looks like. I mean, basically, but the police are saying, just shut your door and don't open it. Don't answer it and don't do anything, which I don't
0: know. I mean, if you ever see a child outside your door with black eyes. Yeah, do not let them in. That's
2: it. the first thing that I thought about. I was like, done, done deal. Yeah. They're always so, in
1: pairs, right? I think usually they're in pairs. Yeah, right? there's usually like an older one and a younger one. They're like.
2: Yeah, so yeah, it says 14. so it says the yeah. tale. So yeah. and so I'm looking into this a little bit more on the Pittsburgh. Um there were number one, that's a rough neighborhood. Number two, there is some um I won't say haunted history in the South Side, but just like any big city, you've got some history. Yeah. And so this has some of that going on, but again, it's really too early to kind of tell. But I just thought in general, it's like, wow, wow wonder what this could be. Well, this makes me so. think
1: of like uh like John Keel mentioned almost this exact thing in the 8th Hour, like when uh, he was talking about how uh, babe, the sound of babies screaming or women asking for help is often associated with the phenomena and also, uh, like, haunted. well, part of the phenomena, like hauntings and poltergeist situations, but also sometimes with, like, UFO stuff. Well, know? and,
2: like, look at the water babies up at Skinwalker. Yeah. That's the exact same thing. The people hear the crying and the whimpering, and, and they're actually, they supposedly grab you and suck you down, and you drown, and well, you're done. I mean,
1: there are a lot of rivers in Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, on that too. Yeah, so I, anyway, I don't know. Stand by. We'll keep you guys posted as it rolls out, but I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear an update from that or if it just fizzles out and
2: yeah, everybody yeah. just kind of forgets right, about right, right. it and yeah. it
0: stops. Well, interesting reporting, Shane. Mm. Great one. Great find. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> in the studio, Thank you, Ted Job. Turner. <laughs> Uh, China finally boots up Colossal Alien Hunting Radio Telescope. Oh. Uh, This is from Futurism.com. On Saturday, China officially debuted the gigantic alien hunting radio telescope that it's been testing and debugging ever since construction completed in 2016. Hmm. The 500-meter aperture spherical radio telescope, uh, also known as FAST, sets a new world record for the largest single-dish radio telescope with a diameter of half a kilometer, according to state-run news agency Genois. Probably not pronouncing that correct, but I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Now that the telescope is fully operational and open to research, scientists from around the world, astronomers will be able to probe more corners of the universe than ever before and potentially uncover signs of extraterrestrial life.
1: Probe. Eh, Did you say it's a radio telescope? Or, yes, it's uh, a okay. yeah, for a second, I thought they somehow made a mirror that big. I was like,
2: Pfft. anyway,
0: <laughs> yeah. Chinese authorities were expected to give the final green light to the FAST team in October after the telescope completed a round of tests this past September, according to Nature News. But even though it wasn't fully operational, FAST, known informally as Sky Eye, was still conducting important research. During, during multiple rounds of tests, fast scientists discovered 102 new pulsars, Genois reports. That's more than the total number discovered in the same time period by research in the U.S. and Europe combined.
2: Oh, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's
0: interesting. Yeah. Wow. wow. The completed fast is about two and a half times as sensitive as any other radio telescope on the planet and is expected to have four times the range of the next largest dish per Genois. That means potentially that astronomers using FAST will be able to uncover new pulsars or other celestial bodies in previously inaccessible expanses of the universe.
2: You know... The Chinese military. It, the Chinese <laughs> military. It blows my mind when, especially technology like this, brings us further out and further out to the, what we're seeing. Um, I don't have it as a news article, but I did stumble on something about uh, a, tele, a radio telescope that... Um, I think it's the one in... What's the latest one they did? Not Australia. Shit, it's fairly new. It was like last year mm. they got it up. I think it's on a volcano built on a dormant volcano. Maybe it's Hawaii. Feel
1: like they all are.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, because they're high enough. I feel you like
1: know? they recently had. I like to one say it's Hawaii. I maybe feel maybe like not. they were also there was like some fighting with the. Uh, it was a Hawaiian, land, right? Like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, was, like where they, they wanted to build, build it.
2: Wanted to build it on a yeah. mountain. Anyway, they found some uh, star that has. Oxygen, massive amounts of oxygen, um, way way back before oxygen should be around, um, according to the Big Bang and the whole era of you know how everything got formed, and so you know we're seeing these things for the first time. It's just like oh my god, you know, and this is something else. It's just I don't know,
0: it's cool, it's neat. Yeah, I'm excited. I just want them to find extraterrestrial life. Yep, and not like so microbe, you know, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Josh <laughs> just <laughs> looks at you. Okay. Like you said, and not just
1: some microbe, and then I realized that's not what you said. I think I did. Did you? That's yeah. what I said. Oh, my God. Uh, my oh. brain is a little bit fried, a little, little
0: foggy. Just want to see an alien mm-hmm. on some planet, like, giving up the horns, like,
2: <laughs> rocking out. <laughs> no. Just
1: staring dead eye into the giant telescope. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. Oh, did <laughs> you guys get that
2: email I sent you today, by the way? I don't fucking know, dude. It's a new alien autopsy that's circling around.
0: Oh, I, I mean, I I looked at it, but I didn't.
2: You just look at it, watch it, and go, okay, here's another one. I had an so. actual
1: busy day at work today, Shane. Oh, did you? So you didn't that, have Shane. time to
2: fuck around? <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, oh, fucking work. So anyway, speaking of space and stars and oxygen and shit, mm. uh, Beetlejuice may explode
2: at oh, any given yeah. moment. I heard about this.
1: And by any given moment, I mean it already did and we haven't seen it yet or anywhere from 100,000 to a million years from now. You know. Give or take. Astronomical any moment. Wow. (laughs) Uh, The red giant Betelgeuse is the dimmest seen in years, about 100, um, prompting some speculation that the star is about to explode. Here's what we know. Betelgeuse marks Orion's right shoulder and is the dimmest it's been in almost a century. It is normally one of the 10 brightest stars in the sky, but after it started dimming in October... By December, it was not even in the top 20 anymore. It's quite wow. the drop.
2: I'll be dim. Yeah.
1: Um, to be clear, dimming alone isn't all that odd for a star like Betelgeuse. It's what's known as a variable star. Uh, it shifts in brightness have been closely studied for decades, so it, it does this from time to time, but this is like more drastic than it's been in quite some time. Um, it's how much it has dimmed that is making scientists consider that it may explode and die. Um, if it does, it will be brighter than the full moon before vanishing from our night sky forever. That's right. A supernova. Wow. Um, um, what kind of effects do that have times. on the planet? Oh, we're getting there. Huh. Uh, some astronomers don't think it'll happen soon, but because it's of its relative cosmic closeness, it's about 600... 600- light years away. Um, It will be spectacular when it does happen. The explosion will be bright enough to cast shadows on Earth at night and will be visible during the day for a few months at least. Um, Although it will be visually stunning, there should not be any lasting effect on life on Earth. Uh, While it's close in cosmic terms, um, it's still way too far away to do any damage. Um, That's crazy. So and if there were any debris or anything that got to us, the heliosphere would... Yeah, Protect us from it. Well, I wonder if it's already blown up and we just haven't seen it yet. Well,
2: that's exactly.
1: All this being said, the star <laughs> could have exploded already, but might not have reached <laughs> us yet. Or it could be a 100,000 to a million years before it finally does. Uh, whenever it actually happens, huh. we won't see the spectacle for another 600 years. So if it blew up 600 years ago, we might see it in our lifetimes. But if it's just starting that, we'll never.
2: Yeah, no, I'll, I'll wait
1: around. That, that is so amused.
0: insane. Isn't it's that so weird? Fun, thinking about annoying. That? <laughs> that is so crazy. Like you don't know and you're just like, waiting for shit to happen. This is bullshit. I, know, I was actually getting stoked. I'm like, hell yeah, I want to see this, but I will never see that.
1: Yeah. In the article, it's like, if it does, you're going to want to head to a clear, clear location in the Northern hemisphere. And it's like, what, 600 years from now? Maybe. You know, baby? You know what the human lifespan is. I
0: mean, I know there's uh, been some incredible advancements in modern technology, but...
2: There'll be like Futurama where you're just a head in a bottle and you're still yeah. alive. Maybe then, you know? So, man, yeah, that's crazy. So I've got one more quick one here, and then we're going to take a break. Um, I wanted to... This one was very interesting. Actually, this was sent to me by a listener And they go, oh, this is funny. I'm like, yeah, I read it. I agree. It's funny. Scottish fish farm rejected after campaigners warned fishermen could be lured to their deaths by fairies. Hmm. I'm just going to leave that one right there. Um, So (laughs) really (laughs) quickly. Controversial fish farm plans were rejected uh, after campaigners warned. Asian folklore was cited as a reason for planners to turn down an application to build a 12-cage salmon farm at a magical site off the coast of the Isle of Skye. And um it actually went up. They tried to do the bid, they tried to do the permits, and um it was it was denied because <laughs> they're because fairies they're are worried kill about the what might happen. Correct, sir. Only in well, I'm not gonna say only in Ireland. This could be well, yeah, or no wait, this Scotland. is a, Scotland, sorry. Yeah, oh, all the same. Hey, they yeah, were killed, both of them. Anyway, um yeah, I just thought that was it was an objection from a Highland Council planners and they said, nope, we're not gonna encroach on this weird little myth that we have so uh we're gonna huh. deny your permit
0: and man wouldn't you be so pissed if you were trying to do that and that's the
2: reason they gave you i mean think the money it, you got everything like, lined up are you up. kidding me fairies that's why you can't do this <laughs> can i get this in writing because this yeah. makes no sense yeah. at all <laughs> so anyway i thought that was good um we're gonna go ahead and take a quick promo break and then we'll be back with more news guys stand by
0: Follow Strange Uncles down the rabbit hole of the wild and bizarre as they uncover history that shouldn't be talked about, topics that don't fit into the norm, and conspiracies that sometimes run amok. Find our website at mystrangeuncles.com, follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Strange Uncles, or check out our YouTube channel, Strange Uncles Podcast, where we are adding new content every week. Open the gates. So Honolulu, uh, NASA's planet hunting telescope known as TESS, stands for Transiting Exoplanet Survey Satellite, and it may have found its first potentially habitable planet. Oh. This is by a CNN news source, and it was posted January 6, 2020. It's an exoplanet called TOI-700. According to the agency, it's the size of Earth, and it is orbiting a star about 100 light years away. Hmm. So, I mean, that's... Still really far, but in the cosmic realm of things, yeah, that's, that's not, yeah, not exactly. Far. Yeah, um, astronomers confirmed their discovery using NASA's Spitzer Space Telescope infrared capabilities with follow up observation. It's just a mere 101 light years away from Earth. Scientists said that makes it possible to launch follow up observations. The findings were announced at the American Astronomical Society on Monday in Honolulu. So yeah, just as a little quick yeah. blurb of hmm. NASA finding a potentially habitable
2: planet.
1: And it's, it's potentially, potentially reachable.
2: Yeah, there's some of them that are getting within that realm. That's kind of cool. I mean, at least so. with, like,
1: probes and shit.
0: Yeah. yeah. I wonder how long that would take. A hundred
1: Oh, wait, no, we don't have... Never mind. Yeah. I don't think we... I don't Your think mind we was can. already calculating. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think like, we can well, reach that quite yet. We... I was thinking of... Like you know, if we travel at the speed of light,
2: anyway. Well, yeah. I'm excited for um, NASA, and actually, I think there's a private company that's working in conjunction with them. If I'm wrong or right, about that new engine that came out what six months ago? That's supposed to it's, it's some new gravitational engine of some sort. That's mm. supposed to push on itself, and they think that's going to revolutionize the idea of space travel because now we can go faster than the light. EM and they drive? actually, yeah, uh, I think I think so. Is that right? So They've been was? talking
1: about those for a while now and everyone yeah. was saying that they were complete bullshit, but I don't know. I, well, like they I don't know did. what specifically you're talking about. Right, so right. I don't know if it's the same thing or not, don't but know. everyone's like, Oh, these are just dumb and then someone's like, No, I've gotten it to work in the lab, at least like theoretically, and like Is it the oil like companies that are saying ago. that they're
2: completely fucking dumb?
1: Because No, just people okay. in general. Um and then like they were saying it wouldn't really work. But mm, then some, one of I think Corbell did a a fucking documentary about a guy who was tinkering with one of those that um ended up tinkering, saying he could make it work anyway
2: interesting, very interesting,
1: yeah, mm. so this was sent to us by a listener named Dawson. I think you know Dawson, yeah there, John yeah um he uh shared it with us on Facebook um and it's pretty pretty interesting. The headline is, Enormous Pyramid Emerged in Bermuda Triangle with Glowing UFO. <laughs> I from, saw this. <laughs> it's from News... I don't know how to read this link. Newsinstact.com? Inst, hmm. okay.
2: news insta- c- com. Okay.
0: Newsinstact.com. I did see that, and there's supposedly a UFO coming up from it. Yeah.
2: Did you watch it? You both watch a video, right? Uh, yeah. No. yeah. Oh, okay, okay, Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, Tori and I watched it and I've never seen her roll her eyes.
2: Oh yeah. (laughs) Did you hear
0: them
1: roll? I did. I was like, geez. Um, Uh, I didn't even have to watch the video. I just saw like the way that they described it as a recreation (laughs) or like, uh, oh, I'll read the actual word in the story, but um, sorry, Dawson. that was just, no, it it was great. Uh, Surprisingly, an enormous pyramid has emerged in the Atlantic ocean with a glowing UFO over great Abaco Island a team of American and French scientists together with other countries are carrying out an expedition in areas of the seabed of the Bermuda Triangle. They claim to have found a pyramid right at the bottom of the ocean that has never been discovered before. Uh, The structure reaches 985 feet in height and about 300 feet of the distance between the base and tip of the pyramid. Those measurements don't. I
2: I like the exact measurement they're trying to throw out there. Yes, that's nice. (laughs) Um,
1: uh, in terms of scale, the pyramid is clearly bigger than any other Egyptian pyramid. Moreover, on its top, there are two holes in which the water flows through them at high speed. So is it underwater then? Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I read that, I was like, uh,
2: well, okay.
0: At first, they said I think they said it was underwater, but then the f-
1: picture in the video,
2: yeah. it's like... It doesn't look underwater. It's poking no. up
0: out of the water. Right.
1: Um, <laughs> their recent discovery makes scientists wonder if this may... Uh, exert some effects on the boats and planes passing by it. Maybe this is the cause of the Bermuda Triangle's enigma. In the video, the video below is an exemplification. That's the word I was looking for. An exemplification. I missed that the first time. It's a reconstruction of what they saw, so we can understand exactly what it looked like. Uh, what do you think, guys? Uh, this site's pretty crazy with headlines like Lady Gaga regrets selling her soul to the dark forces of the Illuminati <laughs> no- Jesus organization. <laughs> uh, and a UFO the size of a country, parentheses 2,000 miles, was filmed in space, parentheses video.
2: That's lovely. Let her name ways run in a hot dog stand in New York <laughs> it, still.
1: It seems like this might be the Paranormal National Enquirer. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. Which I'm fucking all on board for. Like that I love shit like that up. just to yeah. look
2: at it. So, I, yeah. that's. <laughs> um,
1: I think it might be one of my favorite news sites. Um, and Dawson, thank you. Please keep sharing Absolutely. stuff. Oh, yes. That, was, yes. that was great. That was the highlight of my day because today sucked.
0: I think he told me he sent in another one where they exhumed a mummy mm-hmm. and he was wearing Adidas.
2: mm Oh, as one does. Yeah. I mean, isn't that where they first came out, right? Well,
0: Could I, you imagine collecting those? Well, maybe, or play with a know, maybe it's a, a time traveler that went back into that time. Yeah. Ooh, and I never maybe, thought about and that. And maybe got stuck
2: yes. stuck in
0: the past. Were they the
2: Don issue ones? I hope so. Did he have a Walkman on the Mummy that had like a okay. Huey Lewis playing in the fucking cassette? I think it was just the Adidas. Have been but, cool.
0: yeah, he was telling me about that the other day, and- those are just fun stories. It's yeah. a hot chaff for sure. For sure. But <laughs> and please share like hot chaff or serious <laughs> oh, stories whatever. Yes. We like it all. Yes. Um yeah. please share yeah. that. Sometimes with us. I prefer hot chaff just for the entertainment. Just to lighten the mood it. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um
1: just know like uh I I don't know who is looking at Facebook for us. And so if we don't respond well, if to something Well, it's not you. <laughs> i'm not very good at it i uh, have only used facebook to hey, find it's not us. <laughs> party invitations for the last like five years so i don't really even know what i'm looking at anymore so if uh if we don't respond to you it's not because we don't care
2: that yeah exactly well so each of us kind of monitor our own kind of social like you know you'll take one you'll take one i'll take one and together you know they make a you know, a sphere, I guess, of some sort. But, yeah, by all means, send all that stuff our way. Um, and you can call our hotline, too, like in the promo. We said 801-252-69. High five to 69 to
1: 45.
2: <laughs> and you can call us. Uh, we don't have to use your name. If you don't want to know who you are or anybody know who you are, that's fine. We can go from there. But we love stuff like that. Um, here's another thing on, I think, the same premise as what you just covered, Josh. Excellent. Uh, yeah, right. Everybody heard about the Bigfoot in Washington State, right? No. Nobody's yeah. heard about this? It's just a wooden cutout that's there every day. Ooh, but there's another one. Wait, there's more. I should have started with that. God damn it. Anyway, there's more. So there's another sighting that occurred. It's not a wooden cutout the state, that's one that they're talking about. That was actually on Snoqualmie Pass. Now uh, they have a video camera and a 30-second footage footage Of an actual unexplained figure on Sherman Pass that is shown traipsing across the snow land, looking behind him real quick, and then disappearing behind the trees. This is a new video. Yeah. And I don't know. You guys can pull it up if you want. Uh, Basically, you'll see another Bigfoot sighting on Washington Highways, and you'll see the video. Um, This is by Bay Area News, also uh, Washington State. Uh, You know, I was kind of going back and forth with Tobias Weiland off uh, the Freudian Society um, about just the sighting and the original one and where it is. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't wish that this was something. I mean, I wish this was something, but you just had a cutout that happened that Washington dot basically department of transportation tried to play it off as, Oh my God, look at this. When I think really they knew that it was there all along. Yeah. But they, they tried to play it off. They had to have because Right. There's
0: the camera right there. And it's right there. There's another picture. I actually. It's saved not that like the camera
2: ranges. Yeah. It just stays in one area. So they have that going on, and then they have this video, which you know I am pretty sure some asshole got in a suit and decided to traipse across a mountain slide, but maybe not. I don't know.
0: So that's the picture of just a. It's correct. Another time of year. Yeah. Where right. there's no snow or anything, and that is clearly just
2: clearly nothing. nothing. I mean, so somebody yeah.
0: puts it up there for fun, you know, and right, which is a right. bummer, man.
2: It is kind of a bummer because it's kind of, you know, again, this one's a video. Uh You guys look it up, see what you think on your own. I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. It, it's pretty self-explanatory. But anyway, I it, thought that would be fun just to add to it. And again, hopefully there's something out there, but I don't know. I believe in Bigfoot. I believe in Bigfoot. There's cryptids out there. Well, actually, I'm in the middle of reading, and you are too. Uh, there's a book, again, I'll mention Tobias Weiland. He's kind of a friends of the podcast, him and Emily. Um, and again, they run Fortean Society, and uh, he wrote a book about the Michigan Mothman. It is really good so far, and so I'm looking forward to finishing it. Yeah, I just you got know. it in
0: the mail a couple days ago, so I'm probably going to start it um, probably tomorrow.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. That stuff, uh, especially when you have that many reports – that are the same, and they're very, very similar, but these people aren't talking to one another. These people are from different states, different provinces. That always amazes me. There's got to be, just like the Bigfoot myth. I mean, you have, it's around the world, this whole thing. How can civilizations around the world have the same legend or stories or fables on a giant, hairy, walking 10-foot man? Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It spans cultures, time. yeah. Yeah. Location. Maybe that's me being a a romanticist, but yeah, maybe, you know, maybe, but uh, I choose to believe. I will choose to believe before I choose not to. So, any hook, what do you got there, John? Well, there are mysterious repeating
0: fast radio bursts traced to nearby galaxy. This is by Ashley Strickland, CNN. Astronomers have traced the signal of an enigmatic repeating fast radio burst for only the second time and it's in a spiral galaxy similar to our own, not so far away. Fast radio bursts, or FRBs, are millisecond long bursts of radio waves in space. Individual radio bursts emit once and don't repeat. Repeating fast radio bursts are known to send out short energetic radio waves multiple times. Multiple individual fast radio bursts in past years have been traced back to their sources in other galaxies, although those have yet to shed light on what created them. But this newly discovered repeating FRB has a different source from the first one that was found in 2019, deepening the mystery of how these radio waves are created. The source of the new repeating FRB known as, and get ready for this, this is a whole thing, 180916.J O one five eight plus six five was observed Niner <laughs> that's Niner a, that's yeah. a fucking mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Uh that that's super easy to remember. Are you talking
2: on a walkie talkie?
0: <laughs> it was observed by the global effort of eight ground based telescope, which pinpointed the location in a galaxy half a billion light years from Earth. While that sounds incredibly distant, it's seven times closer than the other repeating radio bursts and more than ten times closer than non repeating FRBs that have been traced.
2: Wow. Hmm.
0: Quote, the FRB is among the closest yet seen, and we even speculated that it could be a more conventional object in the outskirts of our own galaxy, end quote, said Mohit Bardwaj, study co-author and Anne McGill University doctoral student. Quote, however, the observation proved that it's in a relatively nearby galaxy, making it still a puzzling FRB, but close enough to now study using many other telescopes. Hmm. Wow. So I don't... I mean... Yeah, I don't know what they are, but it's interesting nonetheless.
2: Yeah, that blows my mind.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the the study was published Monday in the journal Nature, and its findings were presented at the 235th Annual Meeting of the American Astronomical Society in Honolulu. Uh, the first repeating radio fast radio burst traced FRB 121102 linked back to a <laughs> small dwarf galaxy containing stars and metals. The multiple flashes that we witnessed in the first repeating FRB arose from very particular and extreme conditions inside a very tiny dwarf galaxy, said Benito Marcote, lead study author from the Joint Institute for VLBI in Europe, which turns a global network of telescopes into a single observatory.
2: This See, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool right there.
0: This discovery represented the first piece of the puzzle, but it also raised more questions than it solved, such as whether there was a fundamental difference between repeating and non-repeating FRBs. Now we have localized a second repeating FRB, which challenges our previous ideas on what the source of these bursts could be.
1: Hmm. Damn it, that makes me want to go home and watch Contact instead of read that magic
2: book. <laughs> I was going to say, that actually is good. Well, it's interesting, too. I mean, look at SETI. that has been around for how many years? And that's what they've been doing—just monitoring frequencies and mm. radio waves. I mean, it—you
0: know—I mean, what if it is another Earth-like thing, and they're yeah. blasting yeah. them out there? Right. And that's what that right that from so far away. From. Yeah, yeah.
2: the stuff amazes me. You know, it, it seems like yeah, we're unfolding space little by little every day. It's it's weird. So, huh? Cool. Thanks, man. You're so welcome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ministry of Defense set to publish UFO sightings reported to defunct unit online by Rebecca Black from the Newcastle Chronicle Live. Rebecca Black, yeah, isn't she the one that
2: did
0: the Friday song? Fuck, I don't know, dude. It what?
1: Is. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, that's.
0: I mean, I'm. Sh- I'm sure uh, there's uh, more than t- <laughs> no, one Rebecca say. Black. Oh in my the world. god, <laughs> look what she can do!
2: She's so multi dexterous Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I I believe this is a. Thanks, Ellie. I believe this is a reference to the Operation Blue Book type program Nick Pope used to run for the MOD like in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So the RAF closed its UFO unit in 2009 after receiving no reports of potential threats, but the final reports will soon be available online. Uh, Claimed sightings of UFOs received by a now-defunct unit within the RAF are to be published online the RAF took the decision to wind up its UFO unit in 2009. Jesus fucking Christ! It just repeats itself over and over. Well, and if
0: anybody's confused on what RAF is, it's the Royal Air Force.
2: Yes. Yeah. And oh, you should know that because you're reading the in the Rendlesham book. Yeah, the Rendlesham Enigma. Yeah. 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 So basically,
1: they decided there was not a potential threat, no matter what Nick Pope appears to think and say on any. Alien TV show (laughs) he can get on. I'm following him,
2: by the way. He's very... um, He's interesting. He's a character. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Previously, records from the unit were given to the National Archives, often initially classified before being released after a specific number of years. But the most recent reports received by the RAF will be placed online. The PA news agency can disclose following a Freedom of Information Act request members of the public reporting alleged UFO sightings are now directed to their local police force. So cool. I guess we just don't care anymore.
2: Oh no, they're going to take care of it, dude.
1: (laughs) Yeah. A spokesman for the RAF said that it had been assessed that it would be better to publish these records rather than continue sending documents to the national archives. And so they are looking to put them on onto a dedicated gov.uk webpage, which will be cool to be able to like go through, I guess. Yeah, Um,
0: that's awesome.
1: A uh, clearance process for the documents is currently underway before publication, which is expected to take place sometime within the within the first quarter of 2020.
2: Listeners, just so you know, he used rabbit ears when he said "sometime." Um, just so you get a reference, in case you could not catch in FMI case you, Town. Can, you didn't see that. Yeah.
1: Um, in response to the FOI request, the RAF described the files it held as comprising entirely of correspondence with members of the public. Hmm. Uh, it added the MOD has no opinion on the existence or otherwise of extraterrestrial life and does not investigate UFO reports.
2: That's what they say. Soft disclosure, muddying the waters. Yeah, and you know, let me ask you guys something. Maybe you know more than I do, but when you talk about the Freedom of Information Act, yeah, you can request it, but are you getting what you requested? Uh, If it's been declassified...
1: um, Basically, if it's not sensitive, yeah. yes, and they still redact the fuck.
2: Yeah, right. still, yeah okay. Still that, that was where I was going with it. Yeah, yeah, they
1: still black out tons of stuff.
0: Yeah, John Greenwald is like yeah. the master of Freedom of Information Acts. Yeah, a lot of his stuff I see is like there's still black bars. On um,
2: stuff who's and, the host for Black Vault? John Greenwald. Oh, that's Greenwald. it. Okay, yeah. yeah, and he talks about it all the time. Like he literally gets pages and pages of just blacked out pages. Yeah, and yeah, and it usually
1: yeah. takes years for him to get. The right. request completed
0: yay for his perseverance though yeah, yeah it's I'm pretty impressive i think he's been doing it since he was like 15 or something It's crazy
2: ah uh, yeah uh, yeah i
1: don't know you know it is what it is
0: well i think that's cool that they're just so they're just dumping all the information they have on public record
1: yeah that's what it sounds like they plan on doing well it's, that's
2: i would stand love by to look, for that
0: yeah i would love to look into that yeah
1: yeah that's
2: kind of cool um, well, let's shift gears a little bit and go into this. Uh, does consciousness ex- exist outside of the brain? So this was actually out of Psychology Today. This is a new professor that say, or not new professor. He's been doing this for a while. Um, the prevailing consensus in neuroscience is that consciousness is an emergent property of the brain and its metabolism. When the brain dies, the mind and consciousness of the being to whom that brain belongs to ceases to exist, and so therefore so does the consciousness – but he's saying, "Is this a case?" So this is a research from Dr. Peter Fenwick. Um, he's been highly regarded as a neuropsychiatrist uh, for years. He's been studying the human brain and uh, the phenomenon of near-death experience (NDE) for almost 50 years. Uh, so his view is this. So if that necessarily necessarily isn't the case, Fenwick believes that consciousness actually exists independently and outside of the brain as an inherent property of the universe itself, kind of like dark matter or dark energy that surrounds us all the time. Um, You know, there's more to the article, but just in general, this fascinates me. Because if this is a case where, and we were talking about this briefly Mm -hmm. before the podcast. Okay, so our mind doesn't create the consciousness. Maybe it's a filter or an antenna of sort, And there's, it's grabbing from. There's the a surreal. difference
1: too between your mind and your brain. Um, your brain is the organ. Your mind is your consciousness.
2: Okay. Well, fair. So
1: yeah. Um i I am a really big fan of the theory that your consciousness or your mind it doesn't necessarily reside within your brain. That the brain might just be the stereo receiver, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, that picks it up. The actual materialistic um, part. First, per se i was listening to anthony peak on uh mysterious universe today and he was talking about uh certain substances like uh psilocybin that turn off the receptive areas <laughs> of your brain and make it like less somehow less able to pick that up pick up that signal which kind of didn't make sense to me i gotta go back and listen to that because i was Doing it at work while I was doing other things. I was but. about to say. It seems like when you shroom, you're <laughs> yeah. more opened up yeah. to that, right?
2: But. Well, yeah. So okay, so let me read a couple paragraphs, and then there, there's a question I have for you guys that that you know something I've been thinking about, kind of on the on the side fact of everything. Um, in Fenwick's view, the brain does not create or produce consciousness, rather it filters it. As odd as this idea might seem at first, there are some analogies that bring the concept into sharper focus. For example, the eye filters uh, and interprets only a very small sliver of the electromagnetic spectrum, and the ear registers only a narrow range of sonic frequencies. According to Fenwick, the brain filters and perceives only a tiny part of the cosmos, intrinsic consciousness. Um, talking about the eye can only see only in the wavelengths of electromagnetic energy that correspond to visible light, but the entire EM spectrum is vast and extends from extremely low energy, long wavelength radio waves to incredibly energetic, ultra short wavelength gamma rays. All really scientific talk for the meaning of, the we can only see spectrum, this much. I was just going to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was going to say John Keel. So, you know, we literally are like Clydesdales and we got these blinders on. This is what we can see, but here's everything else around that. So when you talk about the theory of paranormal, and I was listening to a guy uh, today actually on another on another podcast. Uh, he's from England. He's been a paranormal uh, researcher for a long time. He wrote a book actually that just came out. And I've heard this theory shoot around back and forth about its frequencies that skip and go on different levels. And for a second, our brain, or our consciousness, whatever you prefer to use, sees this blip or sees this other frequency that causes us to look at that for whatever reason, and then eventually just our reality snaps us kind of back into, okay, now we're not seeing that, now we're back into this norm where we can see the bed and the house and the road and we can drive and all this other stuff around us. Mm. Um, But every now and again, we we find a way somehow, we pick up on that frequency to flip us into this, and that's where we're seeing the spirits and that's where we're seeing – these things that are surrounded by us.
0: Yeah. You're
2: tuning into the know. super spectrum. Yeah. Oh, you said it really short. I said or it like within five minutes. Just <laughs>
1: didn't drink as much as you usually do, so you're seeing weird shit in your bedroom. <laughs> no, it's nice just to- Just interesting. It's, it's interesting, interesting theory. To hear like supposed actual scientists talking about basically right, the that super too. spectrum. Like, yeah. I mean- I don't know if Keel came up with that all on his own or if he was talking to scientists that were kind of helping him figure that out. But uh, it's it's really, really interesting because it explains a lot of stuff. Yeah.
2: Well, and it also fits back into, you know, for so long, everybody in this field has been broken up into categories. You know, either they were cryptids or they're ghost hunters or they're UFOlogists or whatever the, the thing is. Who's to say it's not all from one facet exactly. out of one bank? Yeah, I've, I've so,
0: been saying that forever. Like, yeah. Yeah. why isn't it all related?
2: Right. Well, well um, you, But you, here we are squabbling among one another. And you know, the, you like know, the group in seen, general,
1: like in conjunction with each other, too. Right. Um, I can't
2: wait for you to read The Eighth Tower. Bro. I get done with it so I can read it. I mean, like I said, well, you've turned me, me. You read. guys have turned me on to a Keel fan because I really like what the guy says. I mean, it, Let it's me pretty not amazing. Keep reading that magic book. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely up to you, man. I'm I mean, I also are.
0: have a copy of the Eight Tower that you can read.
2: Yeah, I will tell you what. Whichever one of you finishes first. Not that I'm challenging you. I've, I've already. Read I mean,
0: it. I finished it like. A year ago. Yeah, maybe longer. Well, there you (laughs) go.
2: So once I get done with uh, the Michigan Mothman, yeah, throw it my way. Let me know. Very interesting. Very interesting theory. Uh, We're going to take another quick promo, and then we are going to get back to a couple quick little articles, and uh, we'll go from there. Stand by.
1: Listen and find additional content at mystrangeuncles.com or wherever you get your pods. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review.
2: It helps us gain visibility. Uh, you can call us at 801-252-69. Yeah, boy. 45. Uh, also, you can find us on Twitter at Strange Uncles.
0: And also Instagram and Facebook at Strange Uncles Podcast. Close the gates. Uh, the U.S Navy submarine encountered 500 mile an hour Nimitz UFO in ocean four years after sighting. So this is by the dailystar.co.uk by Simon Green Video News. Uh craft matching the description of the USS Nimitz UFO was spotted by a U.S. Navy submarine hurtling at 550 miles an hour through the water in a previously unrevealed encounter, a former U.S. Air Force intelligence expert has claimed. Hmm.
1: That's fast, right? That's pretty fast.
2: <laughs> uh, especially well, you haven't seen me on a Friday night.
1: I mean, for underwater, especially through yeah. water,
0: like yeah, yeah. The sighting of a Tic Tac craft by two US Navy fighter jets in 2004 has become one of the most famous UFO videos of all time. We all know
1: the Tic Tac by now.
0: If I you guess. don't know, then you've been living under a
2: rock, maybe. Yeah, no shit.
1: If you don't know, turn on your TV and look up nerd shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Is that what you got to type in? Just type in nerd shit and it yeah. just comes up. So apparently this thing looked
0: exactly like what the Navy fighter jets saw in 2004. Yeah. Um, and the U.S. Navy is still unable to explain that object, and it just says it's an unidentified aerial phenomenon.
2: God, what the fuck
0: is going on here? But Mike Turber, an intelligent expert who claims to have worked in the United States Air Force, claims the craft was actually created by the U.S. military. He suggested the craft is capable of hurtling at astonishing speeds in both the air and sea. I just don't buy that we I, I, made that. Like, I don't think a human can
2: well, withstand... Well... Hold on. I mean, if you go down the theory of... Uh, bear with me, folks. Reverse engineering. Yeah. We already had crash landings. We're already doing this. It's already a cover-up. I I don't know. Um, but I know I'll, that sounds kooky. Also, and you
1: might get into this in a little bit, John, but uh, didn't the patents that we've talked about a few times... Uh, say that the field mm-hmm. that the that they could generate would basically
2: also be an inertial dampener. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. I guess there is that. So I, you know, I don't know. I, it's different spectrums. Whether it really is the field. Whether you believe that we have been visited or we're on the search of. I mean, it, it's either you're on this side or you're on that side. Yeah. So
0: uh, there was a submarine situation. That report will probably come out further down the line. He explained it the Tic Tac object, was traveling at 550 miles an hour. As far as I know, it was a Los Angeles-class submarine. I don't really well, know what a well, Los angeles Those are the
2: newest is, but... ones. So
0: um, so he's apparently claiming that the Tic Tac object in the water is a Los Angeles-class submarine.
2: Oh, that it's that big? Yeah, because those are the largest ones yeah. of the fleets.
1: Yeah, I thought you were saying that he said it w- it was seen by a Los Angeles class submarine. He's saying that it was the it, size of He just says it was a Los Angeles class
2: submarine. So, uh, he, so that's what he's trying to do. Is he's trying to He's, saying saying he's tried to bunk it by saying
1: He's saying that the
2: Tic Tac yeah. UFO yeah. Oh, but they can't
1: right. go 550 miles an hour underwater.
2: Well, if they can, for, <laughs> I don't think they can. No. Yeah. And he said the sighting
0: happened around 2007, 2008. Look up
2: knots. Just type in uh, Los Angeles submarine knots range. I'm
1: not going to do that on my phone. he, (laughs) he, He also said
0: it was kind of in passing when someone mentioned it. I thought it was just a torpedo, but apparently not. Ever since the huge revelation of the Nimitz encounter in 2017, there has been an overwhelming sense among Navy witnesses and the general public that there is more footage that is yet to be disclosed. And this was finally confirmed earlier this month with a U.S. Navy spokesperson saying it has yet to hmm. be released mm. as it has
1: been classified secret. Huh. According to the U.S. Department of Defense, the top speed of submarines of the Los Angeles class is over 25 knots, which is 29 miles per hour, although the actual maximum is classified uh Estimates have placed their top speed at 30 to 33 knots, so... Wait, uh, not 500? 60 miles, or sorry, 38 miles per hour. Yeah, that's why. I that's thought. That's like the top speed. Yeah, that's a little... Yeah, that's why... And, I...
2: and that's rivets are buckling off the bulkhead at that speed. That's why speed.
1: going anywhere by boat and or submarine takes for goddamn ever. Yeah, it's definitely not going 550 miles an hour.
0: If the top speed is like 38... Jesus Christ.
2: That, that's Yeah, and I knew that was so just, I, it I just thought sounds it was... like
0: It just sounds like this guy's... Trying to well, de- he's just debunking it, is all he's doing.
2: Yeah. Just like everything else goes yeah. on. Well, real quick, and and actually, Josh, so you got the next story, but I just want to throw this one in here real quick because uh, you know, John had a story about the U.S. Navy, the military. This has nothing to do with paranormal, but it has something to do with the Navy, and I find it funny because this is us. Um, US military investigating after finding Pornhub video of Navy service members shot through people. So not only do they know how fast they're submarines are going or what they're seeing but they have people that are filming other people through peepholes in the bathroom and it's on Pornhub so,
0: well that's not good
2: I thought that was just kind of funny because uh, it seems like lately the Navy's in all kinds of shit <laughs> so I don't know, crazy huh.
0: they need to be uh, let go
2: I think they were a let go and a, more one ways than one that's a you.
0: dishonorable discharge right there
1: sounds <laughs> like
2: <laughs> discharge <Cool. laughs> probed yeah
1: uh so is it my turn yeah josh got? Uh, what do you got we to talk about uh robots raising your children um miko 2 and robots like it want to be friends mm, from business I saw this by mala bargava um so robots friends or impending doom that's my headline <laughs> um so basically this company out of uh, India, they've built this little robot that looks cute as hell um, that I think can it can map its own space. It can follow your kid around and talk to it. And their whole take on it basically is that they've seen how parents these days just give their kids their smartphones or their tablets and just shut up and go, yeah, right, go get radicalized it. by
2: YouTube. And, and by um, the way, that's all parents, especially Americanized parents, because that's... Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, their market is the U.S. for sure. Yeah. Um, but their answer to this is this little robot that's adorable, doesn't have any sharp edges, uh, it's all made out of plastic and stuff. It can map its own whereabouts so it can follow the kid around. You, It can have conversations with it. Uh, it's AI programmed, so it can have, like, intelligent conversations with it. Well, as intelligent as, like, Siri or Alexa, right? Um, but you can program uh, lessons into it so it'll teach your kid in like a conversational way and all this kind of stuff. Oh, I don't like that. That's I think that sounds fucking wonderful. I want one of those. Um, To take
2: over your life and suck out your soul? Okay. Suck out your soul. It's a fucking robot, Shane. Come on. Yeah, well, for now.
1: (laughs) So Sherry Turkle is a... MIT professor and social scientist. Um, she's been working on human technology interaction and what it will mean for the human race. She's the author of several books, including Alone Together and Reclaiming Conversation, which explore the impact of technology on some of the aspects that actually make humans humans. She's not happy about this. Um, oh, poor Mrs. Turkle. Well... She's just saying this is like way too much encroachment of technology into our lives. Like it's not bad enough already. Um, But also she her concern is that uh, because robots are being made to be more human like with appealing expressions and a lifelike manner, much like an imaginary friend would do. And the robot would end up teaching a child in its formative years. Things that are not actually true to life, meaning behavioral things like teaching the child that can have attention whenever it wants, which isn't true when dealing with real people. Um, She also thinks it could mess with learning empathy um, as robots don't have actual feelings and it's not a living thing. But to my mind, to that point specifically, I disagree because, I mean, I'm obviously not an MIT behavioral scientist, but. You're not? well,
2: Well, John and I are okay well then you know riddle me riddle me one of my degrees (laughs) riddle me this doctors
1: um if it's learning to care about something whether it's alive or not if it's learning to care about something's feelings whether they're real or programmed doesn't that make learning empathy easier because that's what empathy is is caring about somebody else's well-being whether it's real i think i think if you care about anything that should be good yeah i'm just saying like I
2: don't know. But is that how it learn that's a- learning is a is a curve. Like is but is that how it's learning? Is it learning empathy? Or is not the robot the algorithms. Kids. Oh the kids? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, robots programmed. Side, but I it thinking. I mean
1: it does have algorithms in I'm still on stuff, so on the robots taking over like, us for,
2: you know, a whole thing. So there's that.
1: Huh. Oh. I, well, I didn't include a picture of this, but it is pretty fucking cute. How <laughs> how big is it? It's not big. It's also already available on Amazon. Shut up! Really? Yeah. Hold
2: on a sec. Can it
0: learn? Does it have like the yeah. AI capabilities of learning? Yeah.
1: Random things. Yeah, which pretty much all algorithms.
2: Yeah, but algor- but how do. does that expand though? So how much can it learn is a question.
1: Um, I mean. The company said you can have request any conversations to be deleted, and that they're on a private server and all that stuff. Because um, if Furby learns to a certain yeah, point. exactly, it's all just an algorithm.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Um, Strange. A Furby learns? Strange. What it a- it will mimic what it, what as far as I know. It will mimic kind of what Yeah, that's why all the grandmas and- said they were the devil.
1: <laughs> yeah, look at this little guy.
0: Okay. It kinda reminds me it kind of reminds me of the episode with Miley Cyrus. It's the english twilight zone what is it called outer
2: limits no not the outer limits the english twilight zone
1: it's like the new thing on netflix oh yeah i know what you're talking about uh black mirror black
0: mirror so there's a miley cyrus is like in a doll and it's like supposed to be your friend and like, hangs out with you and everything, and that's kind of what that reminds me of. Actually, I don't think I've seen that
2: episode. Looks like an alarm clock with wheels It's actually a
0: really good episode. That, that show cool. is actually
2: really good. I mm-hmm. gotta watch that. I have not watched that. Oh, really? It's, it's not like, one.
1: It, yeah. It's like a specific bent of that kind of. of I, I hear that. They
0: just I hear use that like, lot, yeah. They, yeah, they focus on like technology. Yeah,
1: their main right. focus is technology usually run amok. Yeah. And like how it, yeah, how it can ruin your life.
2: Well, Mitch from Canada says, "Oh, you got to watch us." By the way, shout out for Mitch from Canada. He's been one of the long-term, long-term fans here on the show. Um, yeah, just never had time really to. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's cool. Check it Throw out. But it that's yourself.
0: the robot. Kind of looks like that mm.
1: a little bit. Resembles. I mean, yeah. Uh, There's a episode from like two seasons ago where they they have like the Boston Dynamics looking robots chasing people down. It's all post apocalyptic. It freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> but how are we ever going to get to Bender fucking telling oh us my to bite his dude. shiny metal ass if we don't start somewhere? I mean, yeah, this is a good step. I don't stone. ever
2: want a robot tell me to fucking bite his shiny metal ass. I just, to me, that's damn shame. That's ew. racist. Sorry. Shut up. Circuitrist. I was going to say that could be anything. Um, I got one more here and then we got an announcement to make, uh, on this show that you guys probably will like if you didn't already hear the promo, but, um, let's read on this because I find this interesting. This is kind of cool. So ship that mysteriously vanished in Bermuda Triangle almost a century ago is discovered. There's some caveats with that though. The wreckage of a ship that mysteriously went missing in the Bermuda Triangle almost a hundred years ago has been discovered off the coast of Florida. And, uh, it was known as the SS, uh, Cotopaxi. An American merchant steamer left Charleston, South Carolina on November 29th, 1925, loaded with coal, and the vessel vanished without a trace before arriving at its destination in Cuba, and it disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle. So it's kind of funny with this story, and this, I guess I say it because it's like everything else, people are looking for something weird, and sometimes there's just not weird there. So this is kind of where, you know, yeah, this they're fish.
0: fishing for weird. Yeah.
2: They're fish for weird, you know, you trying to look for something that it just, you know, whatever, um, the fate of the Paxi and the 32 people on board has long puzzled experts. Um, it said it disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle and then there was aircrafts that said have gone missing in the strange same circumstances, which we all know about that. Um, it was a routine voyage. Uh, it was said to hold on just a sec. And then they never found the wreckage. They even, so they you guys remember the Close Encounters of the Third Kind with yes. Steven Spielberg? Yes. Okay. So he even used that ship uh, that was actually discovered in the Gobi Desert in his movie, having apparently been placed there by extraterrestrials. In 2015, the news report said that the ship had reappeared near a restricted military zone off the coast of Cuba. Uh, various versions of the story emerged in the years that followed. All have been dismissed as hoaxes. Um, and now finally they find it 34 miles off the coast of St. Augustine on Florida's northeast coast. And so the mystery has been revealed. But what's funny is that it was part of this, was part of that. It was a ghost ship at one time, which we cover Haunted Seas as a, mm-hmm. as an episode. Uh, you know, Some of this stuff just kind of follows along the same timeline of, just how weird people want to make things, so I feel.
0: was it wreckage that
2: shown up, that showed up on the shore? No, they or actually it... dived and found it.
0: Oh, they dived and yeah, found, it. Okay. found it. Yeah, they dived and
2: found it. And actually, it's funny because it was actually in shallow water. So it wasn't really that. It was just an area that nobody really ever explored. Oh. Huh. So, wow. you know, kind of cool. weird. So anyway, but uh, for those of you who have been waited on the edge of your seas to see, if uh, this ship has been found, it has.
0: Just oh. FYI. Thank God. So oh, that's that's cool. So, what it just sunk in Florida, and that's been that
2: that's where it has been. Although it does say that it might have been washed a little bit back and forth with the with the waves and the current, yeah, um, but not that much. It wasn't very big to be honest with you, but it was one of the first ones of the whole mystery of the Bermuda Triangle of something that disappeared in 1925. Yeah, I mean, that's when you're looking at. Now we're just starting to fly barely. Now we have you know, we have ships that's been going across that you know yada yada, um, and that all kind of got discovered. So anyway, just want to throw that out there because you know, we are not complete uh, kooks as far as trying to make something out of nothing. There's such a thing as truth. Go figure. Yeah. So um, I do you you have another one or yeah I think we'll just.
0: Okay. Do this one last one and we'll let everybody go. Yeah. Yeah. So we, on one of our previous news episodes, we talked about uh, weird inventions that the Navy ha- or weird patents that the Navy has. And they were, a lot. a lot of people didn't think they were real and they were confused at why they were even patents it's like, well, that's just not... I remember that, yeah. That's just not even a real thing that you can do. And so. did they
2: deny one of them? Something like so that. Until they have to come back and go, hey, wait a minute, you got to have more... Yeah,
0: because you know, they yeah. were just like, that's impossible. So you can't really patent something that's not real. <laughs> so, I
2: invented a unicorn. No, no, you didn't, sir. Yeah. yeah that That's yeah, not real. We will not give you a patent. For but that. it has a horn. No. Uh, okay, well.
0: So Brett Tingley over at The Drive, he has... Uh, been in correspondence uh, very very loosely with the uh, secretive inventor of all of these patents. It's It comes from one inventor. His name's Dr. Salvatore P- Pies, uh, and he spoke with them. And it's a really good article, actually, if you want to look it up. Yeah, he asked Dr. Pies to clarify his background as little information and much confusion, confusion surrounds the identity of the man himself. Dr. Pies would only state what is already public record, that he is a graduate of Case Western Reserve University, received all my degrees at that school, bachelor's in 90, master's in 93, Ph.D. 98, all in mechanical and aerospace engineering. Then adding that, more than this, I cannot comment. Thank you for your consideration.
1: Hmm.
0: And when the war zone asked if Dr. Pies could comment on his patents or his research in general, he sent the following reply. The fact that my work on the design of a compact fusion reactor was accepted for publication in such a prestigious journal as I-E-E-E-T-P-S should speak volumes as to its importance and credibility, and should eliminate, or at least alleviate, all misconceptions you or any other person may have in regard to the veracity or possibility of my advanced physics concepts. Mr. Tingley, do realize that my work culminates in the enablement of the Pies effect, original physical concept. The Pisa effect comprima- comprises the generation of extremely high electromagnetic energy fluxes and hence high local energy densities generated by controlled motion of electrically charged matter from solid to plasma states subjected to accelerated vibration and or accelerated spin via rapid acceleration transients. So a lot of that is over my head, which <laughs> uh, pretty much... Oh. It.
2: Likewise, you know, like
0: that's even like the fourth time I read it. I'm like, yeah, okay, good job, guy. Uh, (laughs) But such high energy EM radiation can locally interact with the vacuum energy state VES. The VES being the fifth state of matter, fifth essence, quintessence. In other words, the fundamental structure, foundational framework from which everything else, space time included in our quantum reality emerges. Wow. Uh, he goes on to say, the engineering of the Pi's effect can give rise to the enablement of macroscopic quantum coherence, which, if you have closely been following my work, you understand the importance of. I must stress that all this work, patents, patent applications, and technical papers was conducted as a Nav Air NOCAD employee, and that my current position with Navy SSP has absolutely no bearing or, in any way, shape, or form, has anything to do with this advanced physics work. Thank you for your interest in my physics concepts and try to keep an open mind in regard to my work.
1: Wow. Mr. Tingley, please understand.
2: <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying about. It. And he says That's the email funny.
0: the email makes it clear that the inventor stands fully behind the science underlying these inventions as radical as they
2: sound. I'm excited. I mean, I kind of want to see where this goes from this point. Cuz I mean, if it's I mean, obviously it's still in the news, it's still there. They're mm-hmm. still trying to push it.
0: Yep right i mean it's something and i mean if if his science is correct i mean this is damn cutting damn. i mean this is cutting edge stuff just like you know how the military the government invented the internet and yeah. then finally let the public have it yeah who knows if you know eventually these patents i mean uh, my is, God. is real science and they can actually prove it and create yeah. it Maybe down the line, once they declassify
1: anything like this, who knows what I that mean, can mean. I mean, there will be a who time knows what we that can mean for finally physics? get our flying cars. Finally. It
2: amazes me. And what about, what if we get mannequins? Oh, wait.
1: Yeah, there are. Mannequins? Yeah. Thinking about them sex
2: robots again, Shane? Yeah, I'm very definitely afraid of mannequins. Just saying. I don't like them. They look too human. But that is very interesting. That is cool. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. Mean, this
1: could mean, like you were saying, a fucking complete paradigm shift for physics. Right. Yeah. And our right. understandings just of it. Just
0: basically everything we knew about physics, just throw that so out of the trash. So
2: real yeah. quick, When it, it, and we're doing that now. Like look, we discussed, where we really don't know about gravity. I mean, honestly, it's still a mystery, even though somebody, old oh, the apple fell out of that tree. Oh, yeah. okay. We I know I it exists. We just it's don't there. really know what it is. Exactly. And now we have, we're doing quantum yeah. physics. What does that mean? All these other things are kind of, you know, and it seems like every day, what was it, uh, last week I saw they actually filmed a um, an atom splice of some sort that occurred that, and they filmed it. It's like a millisecond of something that they have on microscopic film. It, it just, you know, it blows my mind. Technology blows my mind when it comes to that. And I think it really looks on a, on a microcosm, not a macrocosm, which is where we're at.
1: Mm-hmm. I think
2: the smaller you get seeing that, you know. I didn't know what a tardigrade was 10 years ago. (laughs) Now they're on the moon. Yeah. So go figure. (laughs) Yeah, they're spilled all over the moon. (laughs) Watch us go back to the moon and they have like buildings and little waterfalls and everything else going on. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so that is the news, everybody. There's one other announcement we want to make that uh, if you heard the promo before this, you probably already know, but we are going to pedal our wares a little bit. And uh, keep in mind that it's something that we can offer for you guys a little bit beyond this podcast, and that is Patreon.
0: Patreon, we're finally throwing our hat in the ring. Yeah. yeah,
2: finally doing it. So
0: Because it does take time and money to create this. And yeah, yeah, we decided to give it a shot.
2: Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is don't get us wrong in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely love getting to go with you guys every week, sometimes more. Reading this, researching this, I mean, I this is this is my job as far as I'm concerned, other than what I get paid to go to work to do. <laughs> yeah. So it's that. But at the same time, it it's nice to see it's nice to offer something a little bit more to people that really are fans and really wanna dive into it. Like we wanna dive into it. And yeah. you well, know what
1: it means? Something we we really enjoy putting this content together and everything that goes into it. Um and but we can't do more of it without you know some kind of a platform yeah I mean, we without can. some assistance i guess is the yeah. right way to say yeah. it. But, so
0: we will we will always have this free episode um we will have different tiers on patreon one dollar five dollar ten dollar twenty five it's going to be launching on february 1st and with that the different tiers you get more bonus content stickers yeah. when applicable t-shirts when applicable um, uh, so as any, it stands any, right any any now, it's out,
2: it's out and, and it's ready for you guys to enjoy. Um, as this episode drops and, uh, yeah, you know, we'll try to get the merch out there and it's fee- I think more than anything. And, and I go, I know you guys share the same, same realm as, you know, it's a team effort as far as we're concerned, all of you strangers and, and that's what you're going to, that's what we're going to call all you listeners. Um, you know, you're part of our team. And so if you have feedback, you have something that you, different, likewise, whatever have you, by all means, you know, the door's open. Um, we're all growing this together. And I think that's the most important thing of it. So,
1: yeah. And shout out to Jasher, who was texting me to ask if I was at the garage. And uh, <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, I'm recording your favorite show. And he started, Going off about when is the goddamn Patreon gonna be available.
2: <laughs> Was so, that just now tonight? Yeah. That's funny. So uh here it is, yeah, I guess. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean so, so that well. sounds he's a twenty five dollar donator, then it sounds like <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge.
1: Sounds like pressure's on.
2: Yeah. So donate or don't. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We either way. S- we still appreciate you listening, nonetheless. Yep, we will always yeah. put out this high quality content for you <laughs> out As of I the goodness of our out. hearts because we love doing it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you can come along for the ride and help support us if you enjoy what we do and want
2: more of it. So I think that's an important thing. If you want to come along for the ride, it will be a ride. We've already got uh, trips, explorations, everything planned out for the summer. You know, plus and. You know, I, I I don't know. I'm excited just to be part of it, and um, you know, you guys want to join in on that. That's something that we can we can kind of open the door a little bit for you. So yeah. Anyway, well, cool. cool. You guys got anything else? Uh, that's no, that's it on my end. All right. So that's January for TN News. It was fun. All kinds of weird shit happening. Uh, look forward to episodes on magic, and then we also have one coming on hopefully with the guest host. On cryptids and uh, amongst others, we got all kinds of stuff in the mix. So, anyway, uh, close gates? the gates.